and that's why you should never trust a horse. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, a podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. How uh, how goes it? Can't complain. Can't complain. You're right, though. Never trust a horse. They they cannot be trusted. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not even a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I learned that on a trail ride when I was eight. Never trust a horse. You turn, you turn to make that last turn of the trail ride. You're headed home, and the horse knows it. And and yeah, yeah an eight year old is no longer in control of this situation. Yes, he knows that. Uh, you know, treats await him. Yeah, water and oats and and getting stuff. this eight year old off his back. There you go. Yeah. Well, very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we start. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So. This week has been, last week was like end of school, and then this week is all of the readjusting post-end of school and trying to keep children who are not in school uh, entertained and not uh, drive their parents crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, and, that's our week too. And today we failed. Yeah, well, <laughs> it happens. It does happen. Um, and uh, we've got, we've had, contractors in and out of the house. So just lots and lots of chaos, uh, in the, uh, in the household, uh, ready for, uh, a little break from that. But after this for a little while, the kitchen at least will be finished and functional. So Excellent. that will be, that's great. And, uh, the dungeon remains, uh, a big question mark because the general contractor is in Peru. Huh. Machu Picchu, which sounds like a lot of fun, but isn't getting the basement worked on like at all. At least there's a satisfaction of knowing that you paid for it. I haven't though. So oh, but oh, I see you, you're <laughs> waiting till the end of the job. Yeah. That's typically you're funding his the, next vacation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to feel guilty or, you know, suspicious about the current trip. Uh, cause I'm not funding it yeah. as of yet. All right. So there you go. Cool. Uh, other than that, let's, uh, let's talk some stuff. I don't have any reviews for us this week, uh, or voicemails, but if you feel so inclined to drop us a message or leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 404-491-0910. Once again, that is 404-491-0910. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, otherwise a lot of the content and a lot of the stuff we've been talking about is going on in the Patreon Slack channel, which... Uh, has been a pretty lively spot as of recent. So yeah. uh, if that if you want to have uh, access to any of the fun back channel conversations or ask uh, more pointed questions, uh, you can do so uh, over there. You can go to patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential to sign up for that, and we will grant you access. Um, but the group has been very, very active. Uh, yes. Today was like yes. pretty wild. Lots, lots of back and forth, and it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as always, our group um, continues to prove itself uh, mature and full of people who can have different ideas and respectfully, which is a rare thing these days. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things I I'm, I love about the group is that I don't have to worry about doing a whole lot of policing. And, yeah. and again, everybody's pretty much on the same page. You know, the, the two big conversations that happened um, this week were uh, there was a band that, you know, it didn't have a great night. and was having some issues getting paid um, and just kind of lots of people asking, you know, well, 
kind of the general consensus of is, has this happened to you before? How do you handle it? You know, what about contracts? And you know, the general consensus is that contracts and bar gigs don't really work. It's tough. Uh, it's just not, there's not enough there, there usually. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had provided, uh, an example of a guarantee, uh, basically what's called a show guarantee, which is more terms and conditions, not necessarily like a contract necessarily, but you know, both parties sign it and at least it, it keeps things fairly transparent without it being super weird. But apparently, um, you know, this sounds to me based on the way that it got wrapped up, that there was a bit of a miscommunication. The person who, uh, had initially taken the lead wasn't, didn't quite see it to the finish line. And after being persistent, they, uh, they got in touch and, uh, got things taken care of. So all's well that ends well. Indeed. So, yeah. Um, and then other than that, I was just trying to like share some positivity, see things, how things are going with people and, uh, lots of good things happening. looks like, you know, things are opening back up. You know, last week's episode was all about terminal velocity, you know, mass chaos and, things hitting their saturation point and it seems to be like that is still the case yeah starting to hear about people getting back on the horse indeed and that's exactly what we're going to talk about this week on the on the podcast is getting back on the proverbial horse yeah and that horse can be lots of different things as we have uh discussed uh hey dan what does the horse look like for you well a uh, couple of things so on the uh, episode last week i shared that i had a really killer uh first time back doing the live pub trivia thing that yeah. I do. Um, like last, whatever, like, Busters, like, outstanding, like, like unbelievable. could have done better in the world. It was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Last night, I had a real darn good, I don't think I'd put it on quite that level, but real darn good first time back with the live acoustic karaoke show. And um, it was, uh, I'll talk in a minute about, one of the things I want to get into is about sort of, um, I don't want to say schmoozing, but relationship management with, with, with venues. Um, mm -hmm. but, but part of that relationship that I have with them was they were, they were giving this try. They didn't know how it was going to go. It, you know, it's, for, it's, it's like an experiment. Right. And, um, you know, we ended up with four full tables participating and a couple of more nearby listening who didn't really participate, but all those tables were my regulars from when I did this a year ago. Like they all came, they all came out. All of my regulars were there, um, and brought a few extras. So, um, in terms of seeing the gang, it was fantastic. And, um, in terms of them singing their, their old songs, some of them brilliantly and some of them, you know, with a lot of gusto, um, uh, it was, uh, it was great. Um, so it felt very good. It felt very good. And, and it was, um, it was, uh, it, it, it's been a while since I've thought about all the things you have to do to, to be doing live karaoke, like how much handholding you got to do or how much standing back you got to do, um, and, uh, I used to have very finely tuned, um, reflexes about that, that are, that are out of shape. So, um, it's, you know, some, something that I noticed, but it was a really fun show. It was really, really good time. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to doing that some more. So like from an energy standpoint, like, did you find it just tiring or was it just that like instinctually the things that you felt were kind of like second nature just weren't there? Like, how would you describe it? Um, well, so so one of the things that I that I realized halfway through the show last night is that I used to I used to know kind of instinctively where to um, feed people the melody and where to back off and harmonize with them and where to um, I had a woman get up and do uh, landslide and she sang it beautifully about a fourth low from the melody. 
And I, uh, like my, I, I, I identified shortly into that that I would have had a graceful way of getting her up to pitch. Um, she sang beautiful. Her voice was lovely. She just wasn't on the melody that was on the recording. She was singing a different, different melody. Um, uh, in a very heartfelt, emotive way. It was a, it was a lovely performance. It just wasn't the melody that Stevie Nicks sang. Um, and I, and I realized that I, I, ha, I, I think a year ago I would have had the ability to lovingly get her on track and without singing very many notes for her, kind of get her popped up to where she wanted to be. Um, yeah. and I didn't, um, it, it, rather than instinctively doing that, I thought about how I might once have been doing that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there's like, you know, some instinct is not instinct anymore. And, um, um, but you know, that just comes from hours. That just comes from hours of doing it. There's, there's, yeah. there's nothing else to that, but practice. So, um, in terms of the energy of actually putting on the show, um, I felt good. I was glad that I've done the, the, did the streaming that I've done, you know, multi-hour streams over the last several months and kind of gotten, um, hand and vocal chops back up. Performance felt good. The voice felt good. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm ready to, ready to be on my feet again. Uh, how's the PT going? Actually pretty good. Uh, I had another session today. So for anyone who missed this last week, I've been having this uh, elbow tendonitis nonsense and um, had my second session of physical therapy about it yesterday. And uh, no, sorry, this afternoon. Um, it's good. Yeah. What, what he does to me is unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad later, you know, he's doing this thing called dry needling, which mm. is essentially, it's like acupuncture, it's with acupuncture needles, but rather than like inserting and going Zen with them as with acupuncture, he like literally poke, 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 pokes into muscle tension and trigger spots and your whole body lurches and it's painful and weird. Um, but in the spot where he did it last week, like, I, and then I played a gig the next day. I played the, 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 the trivia was the next day. Um, and in the morning, my whole elbow hurt except the spot that he'd worked. Well, and it felt really weird. There's like this void of pain where I would have expected pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was neat. Anyway, so we did another session of it today, and he was he went all over the place. So we'll see, we'll see how that helps. But it does kind of feel like you got run over by a truck. Um, but it works. So, okay. yeah, that's great. I mean, it, anything that when, when you're kind of dealing with like oh like my faculties, the things the things that I've I've relied on. Uh, don't work as intended. That can be very uh, scary. Yeah. Disheartening, discouraging, all of those things. So uh, I'm glad that it's going well and that even in the void of pain, yeah. you, found, <laughs> you have found ways to uh, to keep things moving. That's yeah. great. Yeah. What has uh, getting on the horse looked like for you, my friend? So up until, you know, the past couple of days, it has been onboarding material from other bands mm. so in my case i played a show uh last saturday uh playing guitar for another band uh and doing vocals uh in a four-piece configuration with a female vocalist um with nathan our members only drummer um he uh he and i kind of hopped in on uh, another band's gig just helping them out and for for that it it was you know, it was, it was interesting because, you know, we are very much, uh, our shows on rails and it's very predictable and 
things are going the way that they're going and that's the way they go. Um, whereas uh, the the bass gigs that I've been doing and then this particular guitar gig, it's very fluid. It's very of the moment. It's very, you know, you just kind of go with the flow. And the songs that you get aren't necessarily the songs you're going to play. So it's, you just kind of have to be open, mm. not get too bogged down. Um, and it was fun. But I mean, again, it was another one of those situations where I played like seven to 10 songs I've never played before. And I would say with most certainty, I don't know. <laughs> and I still don't, even yeah. though I played them. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It was fun. And um, got to pull some cool, obscure, you know, things that I don't normally get to play out and uh, just getting flexible and stuff. I will say, I was so excited to be out and amongst the living that I definitely oversang uh, and was feeling it the next day, which is not something I normally, mm. you know, I don't normally feel worn out. Yeah. After but I was having, I was just having too much fun. Yeah. Um, definitely felt a little worse for wear the, the following day. Uh, otherwise it was a blast. And then I've got, uh, Another fill-in gig at the end of June that uh, the rehearsals, uh, first of all, they want two rehearsals, which feels a bit of overkill, uh, but I got their rehearsal. They basically bounced all of their rehearsals down to MP3, and I've been working through those. And my approach on their stuff is basically I've got a folder of MP3s, and I'm just going through them. And if I know them, and I feel like they're pretty much predictable. Like they just go the way that the record goes. I'll mark them as green. And then if there's special arrangement things that I need to work on, I'll mark them as red to go back and kind of review. And I'm probably 75% through that list of, you know, kind of determining reds and greens. Um, And then I'm supposed to go in, I think on Wednesday to do that first rehearsal. Cool. So it's just literally like just, being a musician again. How about that? <laughs> and is there anything um, back on that horse wise about members only and selling your own band? Yes. Yeah, so um, over the past couple of days, it's been trying to find opportunities to do kind of trio gigs as far as bar type things. But then uh, yesterday, or the day before this kind of just came out of nowhere, this person I've never spoken with or have any connection to, Uh, from an agency in Nashville reached out about playing an event in Kingsport, Tennessee, which is a place that we've played multiple times before, but I've never done it through this particular person. Um, And those conversations have gone well. And then she was like, Hey, do you, would you be willing to travel up to Nashville for other events? I'm like, yes, I would. And then as of the recording, she followed up after requesting our contract to say, uh, I have another agent in Kentucky that needs a band for an event the following night. Would you be interested in that? Cool. So it's kind of turned into this production um, where, you know, we might be able to play multiple municipal events in like a central routing way where we would, you know, make a pretty solid payday. Fun. Uh, in July. So that's, that's exciting. Very nice. You know, for us, that that in, that includes kind of not only getting back in the rehearsal room to work on stuff, but also uh, trying to elevate it. You know, 
how can we make a 90 minute or two hour like municipal set uh, flow better, feel more professional, feel slicker, kind of just make it uh, something unique and uh, experiential, you know, with the band as opposed to just song start, song stop, yeah. song start. Yeah. Like, you know, because they've just, they've seen us multiple times at this point. So we need to kind of come with something unique and uh, and better, yeah. honestly. Good. So lots of, uh, lots of exciting, you know, things on the horizon and a lot of work. Yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it beats uh, how it's been. For sure. Yeah. And then, um, you know, beyond that, I did end up getting the uh, antenna co- uh, combiner for our in-ears. So short of getting just a rack drawer, like our front of house is basically set for everything moving forward. And so uh, for those for those of us who are unhip, to, uh, walk us through antenna combiner. Okay. So the members-only rig has two wireless mics and then three in-ear monitor transmitters. And those control up to six individual in-ear mixes. Uh, mono. Three, so two, yeah, two channels three each. Yeah. Three boxes, two model channels each, six total. Yeah. Uh, and as you kind of add the, add additional wireless devices to a setup, the potential for interference and uh, dropouts and that kind of thing increases. It also can get kind of uh, gross and crowded on the back of a rack when you've got things like wall warts and cables and antennas all kind of like strewn about. So there are two different products. There are antenna distributors and antenna combiners. Uh, If you want to know more about antenna distributors, we have a video of me installing the RF Venue Distro 4 in our front of house rack on the YouTube channel, uh, where I kind of explain the difference between the distro and the combiner. Um, uh, Distribution is for for microphones, so you're basically, um, they are bringing the signal in from the microphones. Uh, A an antenna uh, combiner is taking the signal from the mixer and pushing it out to in-ear monitors. On multiple different frequencies at once. Correct. Yeah, which is not something a a standard antenna coming just right out of a transmitter is going to be able to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, And the bonus for both of those uh, devices is that they also provide power to those units. So from a, you know, from a, an organizational standpoint, it, it, it makes things much tidier so instead of having uh what is it five wall warts and uh let's see four seven like dangly antennas i've got none of them yeah so that's great that is great so it's cleaner and uh better signal less dropouts better coverage all of those all the all the good things that you want love it for sure so yeah very good. So listen, there's there's the, there's getting back on the horse in terms of um, those gear cleanups you've always wanted to do. Yep. <laughs> it's an important part of it. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm sitting here. I've got my uh, I've got strings. I've got uh, fretboard conditioner. I've got what is this? Uh, friction lubricant remover hmm. for uh, guitar nut uh, wire cutters. I mean, like it's just we're in the thick of it, man. We are. We are. What you got? We are. I got. Uh, yeah, I got some strings. 
clear tones. There you go. Um, gosh, other stuff. I don't even know. Do you know about this? Have I told you about this roadie device? Uh, not. I kickstarted. I kickstarted this. We've never talked about it, but it's it's this little sort of gun shaped deal that has a grippy sort of knob on the end, and mm-hmm. you put it over the tuning head of the guitar and plunk the string, and it is motorized and it feels a vibration and it tunes the string for you and beeps when it feels the right vibration for the you know, string that it thinks it's on. And so um, it's like the robot tuner thing. It's, for Gibson. it's like a robot tuner, but you, you hold it in your hand and you work your way along the, along the head with it. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of fun. It does. Okay. Work. Not fantastic, yep. but okay. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So between that and cleaning things up and, and just, you know, now you were saying that you, you were realizing that so, not just the whole energy situation was kind of lacking or needed tuned up. You were talking about venue stuff, right? Well, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I now have these alternating Wednesday night things at Mm -hmm. both of them at venues. I'd never played before this last week. Right. And, um, in both cases, I would say I now have, you know, over the last week, um, really strong relationships with the manager slash owner at both of those places. And part of it was really impressing the one dude with my, um, with what my show was, um, and how the crowd went. And the other, it was, it was just about, um, chatting with the guy and, and, um, having it be clear to him that I know the business I'm in, right? Like, um, um, it's not just patter, you know, I really do I really do mean it when when I'm playing and I look out and I hear the bartender straining to hear orders. That's a problem cuz I'm there to yeah. I'm there to sell beer and if <laughs> if I'm too loud for the for the beer sales to be easy, that's a problem. And I and I kind of said that at lunch and he was like, "Oh yeah, all right." And uh and then he at some point he looked at his watch and said, "Man, you're you're you you're way early." I said, "Oh yeah, I'm always way early." I, you know, especially first time in a place, first setting up, yeah, I'm always way early. And he looked at me and said, "Uh, oh, you're one of the good ones." And um and then we chatted about chicken wings. Did you know there's a chicken wing shortage? I did. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Wild Leap, the brewery that I mentioned last episode, yeah. uh, talked about at length on the uh, the Patreon conversation, uh, they were having a wing festival. And I think they were charging admission, but because of the wing shortage, they have opted to instead make it free and refund that. Mu- I, it's it was, a, it was a whole thing. So like, yes, there's, this is it's this, it's a wing shortage. We live in strange times. Well, yeah, and 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 it, as everything else, it's COVID related, right? When everything shut down, people stopped. It's distribution chain related. Well, yeah, but it's because they stopped they stopped growing chickens for a while, and chickens take a while to grow, and so now there's this chicken shortage because everything opened up all at once. No chicken, no wings. <sighs> no chicken. No, there's a uh, it's Bob Marley, right? No chicken, no wings. I think so. Anyway, so we talked about how he might be going to market price on his wings. I, I had the no wings. No chicken, no wings. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hey, little restaurant. Yeah, you? every little and thing. That's another song. It's another song. It's two little birds. Two little birds. Wings. Is it little birds? Yeah. But you can't afford three birds because you're paying market price. Well, you can't afford their wings. I don't know about their legs. 
I think there's a chicken shortage generally. I don't think it's just about wings, but that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, they all come, they all come together out of the out of the egg at least. That's what, I've, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, good times. Anyway, so the point is, you know, it, it is. Um, I was reminded, and I haven't thought about it in a year and change, but I was reminded that it is a relationship business. It's all about you know how 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 your business goes in this game is not unrelated to your musical talent, but it's much, it's much, uh, it's at least equally correlated to how, um, charismatic you are and how much of a, um, you know, relationship generator and schmoozer you are. And I don't like schmoozer. It's not inauthentic. You know, nothing I said to them was designed to win them over or anything. Um, but, uh, being able to forge those relationships and make those things, you know, great, both professionally and personally is, um, it's a strong indicator of your, of your future success. Yeah. I, I, it, it's definitely like a, like a, a sliding scale, like your talent to relational capital is kind of inversely related. Like if you, if you have more of one, you don't necessarily have to have as much of the other, but the more of both that you have, mm. like general it would like definitely affect your general success i would say yeah absolutely i have a hard time with the whole relation relational thing uh i i apparently put off a stand office <laughs> well you have a you have a manager for this now this is what this is what ben's for right well but you know we've talked about this a bit ben ben got himself a, a better gig <gasps> all right a lot more of this stuff uh than uh previous you know, in previous iterations. So, uh, I'm the person making the phone calls. I'm the person, you know, mm. emails out. So yeah, it's, it's been a lot more work and it's definitely something, it's a muscle that you, that you flex. And, um, you know, for me personally, it's, it's tiring. It's, it's hard to be engaging in that way. Um, and you know, it's just a skill that you, you can develop, but for some people it comes naturally uh, I'm just not one of those people. Well, I mean, I, and I think that, um, you know, the, the understanding we now have about these things called extroversion and introversion, it's not about whether you can or can't do that. It's about whether it feeds you to, or costs you to. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Does it give you or give you energy or does it take energy out of you? Yeah. And in that perspective, I'm a classic extrovert. Um, and you know, that, that in some ways that makes that easier, but I also have to be it can lead me into some places that are inauthentic. Sometimes it can lead me into places that are, that are, you know, um, creating things in relationships that I, that, that where I'd rather be defending something or protecting something. I can be too, too open. Um, um, I don't know, but my chat about wings was certainly a good warm up for, for gigging. It's, uh, you know, that's, that's the direction I, I want to go in the night is like, have a good connection with somebody, feel good about myself and where I'm at, and then stand up and play. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that coming out of, you know, hibernation, more or less, it does give you, for me, it gives me a lot more energy to be just out and about. Yeah. And so I'm, I am much more likely to chat people up and have conversations, and that kind of thing, but I do feel it more at the end of the night. Mm than just like going out and performing and then going home. Yeah. So uh, it's just, it's interesting. You know, this is simultaneously well-worn territory and, and kind of like a new experience. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the analogy my wife had earlier 
at Legion Night was it's like it's like my sunburn is peeling and I got this fresh skin that has <laughs> never seen the sun before and doesn't you know I don't know how that's supposed to feel. Yeah, but you know I it's important to talk about this kind of stuff because we're I, I think we're all kind of in the same boat for sure, and it, it's probably just a matter of when you when you when you jump back in with both feet. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us, uh, we've been kind of dipping our toes in every now and then, but like, it's, it's, it's time to go ahead and get back out there. I think, yep. you know, um, big tours are, are being announced. Um, a lot of festivals that were initially not happening are now happening. Um, you know, in Atlanta, we've got shaking knees and music midtown, which typically would happen in the summer are now happening in the fall, uh, with pretty solid lineups. Uh, they didn't necessarily get the same lineups that they had promised the year before, but a lot of carryover. So uh, that's all well and good. And I know that a lot of my friends in the uh, concert industry are getting busy again, which is definitely a good thing. Uh, so I'm I'm wishing everybody well. And then uh, you know we we're on the upper trajectory. We're we're ready to to just you know latch onto this rocket and see where it goes. Yeah. Hey, here's the other thing. I played indoors last night. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It was threatening to rain and we just, we made the call, you know, enough people are vaccinated now and things are trending down hard enough. Like we'll do this one inside. Yeah. The, the first indoor gig I did was after it was like during the first, like I just gotten that, like the first shot that day Right. did that one in a mask. And then the second one was about two weeks later and I hadn't gotten the second one and still did it in a mask. Um, have not done an indoor event since mm. though. I, I, you know, now I won't feel half as weird to do it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't at all. Nobody was masked. Uh, I knew almost all of them. I happened to know they were all vaccinated because we all are friends on Facebook. Um, so yeah, I had no concern. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're basically back into it. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. Well, that was really all I wanted to, uh, today, this you know, week. Me too. Um, did want to talk about some things. It looks like we've got on the horizon. Uh, got a couple of interviews, you know, uh, summer means that Dan and I have things going on outside of, uh, just general stuff. So, uh, there'll be some weeks where he's off or when I'm off and we're trying to come up with, uh, a little, not necessarily, well, yeah, like a buffer, like a couple of interviews and things that we can go ahead and, uh, record ahead of time so that even on weekend weeks where, uh, one of us is out, um, we can still give you some good stuff. Uh, one of those uh, is going to be with a friend of mine who uh, is doing uh, Nirvana tribute. And I'm working on talking with another artist relations person uh, around the uh, booking packages for things like cruise ships. Mm. Uh, not necessarily like, you know, people who play like for the house bins on cruise ships, but like the themed cruises, like your kiss cruises, your, sail across the sun cruise, that kind of thing. Um, I've got a couple of friends who I used to work with that are in that field. Um, and just trying to see if we can line up some interviews there. Cause I think that would be good information for, uh, for our audience to have. Yeah. Pretty good. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, on the YouTube channel, I'm going to release a condensed version of the interview that we did with Finn McKinty, uh, at the end of last year, uh, about, uh, social media, more social media strategy stuff, but, um, you know, I'll be doing some, some things with some of the older, uh, interviews and content that we have been, we have already recorded, uh, making it a bit more condensed, more 
easily packaged and um, more consumable. So cool. be on the lookout for that. If you're looking for audio versions of any of those things, those are also a uh, feature of the Patreon. You can check those out at patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential. Otherwise, that's going to do it for this week. If you would like to support us, you can do that a number of ways. The easiest way is when you're listening, just take a little screenshot on your uh, on your phone there, post it to your Instagram stories, tag me, tag Dan, tag the show, uh, or you can do any of the things that Dan is about to mention here. Otherwise, that'll do it. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast episode. Who cares? It's the end of the week of June 4th, 2021. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.